0: Welcome to The Marriage Steps Show. We're developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. As I go through tonight, if you have questions, please put it in the comment section, and then when I'm done, I'll do a live Q&A and field as many questions as I can. Okay, so the first step of The Marriage Steps Show is I'm gonna go through some jokes, and then I'm gonna go through some marriage facts, and then the marriage message, and then the marriage questions. So those are the four parts to the program. Okay, so the first two jokes tonight. Long-term marriage, that means that when your wife asks you to strip, it's more likely that she's trying to fill up the space in the washing machine than anything else. Okay, second one. Marriage is an institution of three rings. Engagement ring, wedding ring, and suffering. Okay, so I always like to start with the jokes to see You know, some of you find certain things funny, others of you don't, but it's always nice to just start with something lighthearted to kind of warm up to the marriage topic, which sometimes we can take a little too serious. Okay, marriage facts for the night. First one, over 75% of people who marry partners from an affair eventually divorce. So that's an interesting statistic and I've read that in several places and the reason for that is because when someone has an affair that affair is established in a very artificial environment Re- the real life real world is suspended because they're having this affair there when they're together they don't have to worry about stress of kids stress of money stress of mortgage stress of anything and instead they're in this utopia which is why affairs are a drug and that's also why the majority of affairs don't make it when it turns into real relationships. Because when that utopia hits real life, it's not sustainable. So that's, that's why that is true. 75% of people who marry partners from an affair eventually divorce. Okay, the second marriage fact is the biggest payoff when things go south in an argument comes from more direct face-to-face conversations with your partner, not texting how you feel. So this research study, what it found is it's a problem when partners get into a conflict that they then text each other because that actually does more harm than good. As you know, when we're texting, things are misunderstood, they're misconstrued, misinterpreted, and it just draws out the conflict. So it's much superior, it's much better to have face-to-face conversation to work through a conflict after you both have de And deflooding is the first step of the floor method, which I talk about elsewhere. So next time you get in a conflict with your partner, do not try to talk it through with text. Wait until you're both calm and relaxed and then talk it through in person. Okay, so the marriage message of the night is three ways to develop emotional health in marriage. So there's a lot of different ways to develop emotional health and to define emotional health. And tonight what I'm talking about is emotional health meaning how much do you identify what you're feeling and then share it with your partner. And there's a lot of variety on this topic. Some people, when they're feeling something negative, they're very quick to overreact and they can be harsh and they can fight really quickly, they can raise their voice and just say rude and critical things. And that's one extreme. The other end of that continuum is someone who's feeling something negative in their marriage and they shut it down. They stuff it down because they don't wanna bring it up. They don't wanna have a conflict. They don't wanna have tension. They're probably very high on agreeableness on the big factor Neo model. So everyone varies on how they manage their emotions. And both of those extremes are destructive because what you're feeling is going to come out in one way or the other. So if you're not constructively expressing the negative things you're feeling in your marriage, it's going to come out by withdrawing, by becoming passive aggressive, by detaching. And so stuffing what you feel down is also not healthy. So exploding and stuffing. Those are the two extremes you want to avoid with your negative feelings that you're going to have. In relationship, in your marriage, so the first step to think about this is think about what you're feeling emotionally as a fever. So when we're sick, we have a thermometer, okay? And when we're sick, we take our temperature. We're like, wow, I don't feel very good. I better take my temperature, see if I have a have a fever, okay? That's what we do when we're sick. We use a thermometer to check our temperature because we don't feel right. Something feels off in our body. And then we're very quick to take our temperature, or at least most of us are, and we, we take our temperature and then we're like, hmm, I think I have an infection. Maybe I need to you know, figure out what's going on. And so we, we address it. We take some medicine or we take some extra rest. So when our physical health is involved, we check our fever very quickly and then we see what's happening. But when it comes time for our emotional fever, we don't do that. That's one way to think about your emotional health is, do you have an emotional fever? Are you feeling something negative in your life about your partner? Are you feeling something negative in your marriage? Try to track how you're feeling as if it's an emotional fever. And then you have more, sorry, my my tripod here is pushing my buttons on my computer. Um, so you wanna track what you're feeling and view it as a fever, an emotional fever. Maybe some days you're having a low-grade fever, and it's just a, a slight discomfort you're feeling in your marriage. Other days, maybe it's a high fever, and it's something that's not healthy at all in your marriage, and it's more drastic, something you need to address. But view it as if it is a physical fever. So maybe you have an emotional fever. Now, once you can recognize your emotional fever, you wanna look for your symptoms for your fever. For some of us, maybe you start getting a little edgy in your tone. For other people, maybe you start withdrawing a little bit from your partner. What are your symptoms when you start having an emotional fever with your partner? What is it for you? So that's step one is to look for your emotional fever, whatever that is for you. Step two is you wanna spend some time looking at what you're thinking. So our automatic thoughts when we get upset in relationships are usually loaded with our trauma from our upbringing. Some of us have more trauma than others, and we tend to go one way or the other with our automatic thoughts when we have an emotional fever. Some of us get self-critical, and we look down on ourselves, and we think we we shouldn't feel this, and we shouldn't feel that, and there's a lot of should statements. And as one of a psychologist said one time, you have to watch out for too many should statements, or you'll should all over yourself. So some of us go in that direction, where we're self-critical of what we're feeling, the negative feelings that we have in our marriage, and that's why we stuff them down. Others of us are overly critical towards our partner, and our thoughts are exaggerated, or we make assumptions and we assume the worst in them, and we over-attribute negative things to our partner. So look, the next time you get upset with your spouse, check your fever, you have to pay attention that you're having an emotional fever, and then write down what's going through your head. Are you leaning towards the direction of having an over, overly critic bent towards yourself or an overly critical bent towards your partner? Normally when those thoughts are in our head, we can't sift through them. We can't objectively look at them. So you have to pause and write down what's going on inside of you when you have that emotional fever so then you can look at what you're thinking. And only then can you start countering what you're thinking because perhaps some of your thoughts assumptions. Perhaps some of your thoughts are exaggerated. Perhaps some of your thoughts are too extreme. And we don't realize that until we write them down. So the goal when you write down what you're feeling and thinking is you want to look at what what it is, and then you want to think about which of these need to be edited so they're more accurate, they're more truthful. So that process right there takes time because in the beginning, you may not know what's truthful. You may your your sense of truth may be off especially if you have trauma from your background so you, it may take some time to sift through your thoughts to figure out which ones are accurate which ones are not and you may need some some help from some close friends to help you figure that out so this is an area I've had to work on in our own relationship my own marriage we've been together almost 25 years and I have had to work on paying attention to my emotional fever. Because sometimes I'll start feeling something negative in our marriage and I'm not aware of it. Or I am, but I don't wanna bring it up. And so I'll start emotionally withdrawing or I'll get silent. But that's an indication to me that I have an emotional fever and that I need to sit down and think through, what am I thinking? And is it too extreme towards myself or too extreme towards my partner, towards my wife? So what is it for you? When you get upset with your spouse, what is it? You know, What's the pattern? How much is it critical towards yourself? How much is it, is it critical towards them? Once you sift through that and edit your, th- your thought process to something more accurate, and perhaps it already is accurate, the third step is you want to share it. You want to get in the practice of constructively sharing any negative thing you're feeling with your partner. You don't want to hold it in, and you don't want to blow up. You have to learn to have these open lines of communication so you can start talking through what it is that you're feeling. However, that shouldn't be the first step. The first step is recognizing your fever. Second step, capturing and countering your thoughts by yourself. And then third, share in a constructive way with your partner what's going on for you and why. So thank you for joining us for the Marriage Steps show tonight. Um, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to tune in tomorrow night. I'm trying to do this every week night at 5 PM mountain standard time, live on Facebook. And again, if you have any questions, be sure to submit them in the comments area, or you can message me privately about them. And I will look forward to seeing you here tomorrow night at five o'clock. Take care.